2: especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't.
0: We've all heard the story by now. A man the size of a tiny house eats pretty much nothing but Subway sandwiches for a couple years, starts taking walks longer than to the refrigerator and back to the couch, sheds a couple hundred pounds and becomes a national advertising sensation. I mean, the jeans he held up on those commercials looked more like a bedsheet than an article of clothing. But the downfall of this show's subject, Jared Fogle, aka the subway guy, had a much deeper, darker side than just a handful of double chocolate chip cookies. The story of Jared was so widespread that he got his own episode on South Park and was known simply by his first name, kind of like Cher and Prince but in a much more eye-rolling, scoffing, fucked-up kind of way. Fogel inspired some to drop some pounds by eating better, but left behind a wake of victims and scars that no veggie sub would ever be able to heal. There's a special place in hell for pedophiles, and you can only hope that the buffet that Jared will eat from is nothing but shit sandwiches and room-temperature water. Let's drag the former fat boy into our courtroom and see where he scores on our chart of inhumanity. Grab your sack lunch, crumble those chips on your sandwich, and enjoy this week's episode of Asshole Court. let's get your initial thoughts on jared the subway guy
2: i fucking hate him always hated him i hated him before i knew about all the other stuff little thin-lipped creep this smiles disgusting you can tell there's something wrong with that guy by that thin-lipped weird nasty mouth of his and he's got a smirk on him too yeah you know what i mean like smug and gross and i'm not impressed not impressed with his feet (laughs) uh so uh you know i do know all the rest of the story I'm going to start him
1: up um, because I know I'm going to start with a nine. All right, I hate well, that guy, yeah, man. Yeah, I like out. it. I remember the Jared commercials from back in the day. I was impressed with this story, but, you know, I knew it was marketing the whole time. So, I mean, good on Subway for doing what they were doing. They, I mean, they hit a hole in one with their marketing. They basically created a Ronald McDonald for their brand. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. You know, but damn, what a dark hole that. Ass clown went into oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: damn yeah, yeah that's
1: a odd way to, an odd way to phrase it so uh but yeah so I'm gonna go with I didn't like the commercials off of the rip I thought they were really cheesy I didn't like him there was like I said earlier he had a smirk about him I don't remember all the details of it but I do remember what he did so I'm gonna rank him pretty high as well I don't think I'm going as high as Mikey but. My pre-show asshole score for Jared Fogle is going to be a 7.75. Okay. All right. So, like I
0: said in the intro, there is a special place in hell for this guy. Yep. When he first hit the scene, though, you know, I was all, fuck that guy. You mm-hmm. <laughs> can just eat Subway and lose all that weight. I'll admit, I'm... Not totally rooting for everyone to succeed in life. I don't know if that makes me a total asshole. <laughs> At least you're I, honest about it. I, I need people around me to make me feel better about my mediocre existence you I have
2: a kind of competition in me.
0: <laughs> I want me and only me to win. <laughs> but uh, pre-show, knowing what I know already about him, I'm giving him an
1: 8. 8.0 to start off okay. with. All right. Well, with a 9.0 from Mikey, a 7.75 from Buddy, and an 8.0 from Randy. Jared Fogel's pre-show asshole score is an 8.25. Okay. All right. Eight and a quarter. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, All right, boys. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Jared Scott Fogel was born August twenty third, 1977 in Indianapolis, Indiana, to parents Norma and Adrian Fogel.
2: He was the oldest. Norma Fogel? Norma Fogel. Norma Fogel.
1: <laughs> Norman. From, in, from Indiana? <laughs> Norman Fogel. Norman Fogel. Yeah. Oh, that was his dad. Okay. Pops. Uh, I thought the mom was Norma Fogel. Mom was Adrian. 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 That's right.
0: He was the oldest of three children and was raised in a Jewish home. His father, Norman, was a physician, and Jared was definitely the fat kid in class from a young age, and it's reported that his father would tell him he would be dead by 40 when he was in college sporting those size 60-inch jeans that helped make him famous. Oh, yeah, man, a loving now, father,
2: man. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just being honest, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, can you imagine being a Jew in Indianapolis? There's like
1: four of you, <laughs> <laughs> and that's your entire family. And you are the fattest Jew yeah. in
0: Indiana. Dad wants to spread like a temple this week. <laughs> <laughs> in 1995, Fogle graduated from North Central High School in Indianapolis and went on to be a Hoosier at the University of Indiana the following year. By his junior year in college, he had ballooned to 425 pounds.
2: That's a big bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He wore a size 6 XL shirt, the largest available for big and tall clothing. Mm -hmm. And then one December day, Jared's roommate, who was a pre-med major, noticed that Jared's ankles were swelling. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. He correctly diagnosed edema, which is a condition in which the body retains fluid because the blood can't transport enough liquid. Uh, it can often lead to diabetes, heart problems, and even early heart attacks.
1: Oh some yeah. diabetes going on. That's huh? right. Yeah.
0: So Jared got motivated. Subway had the seven under six campaign, and Jared had his first turkey club from Subway right in this time. He liked the sandwich and eventually he developed his own all Subway diet. It was a foot long veggie sub for lunch and a six inch turkey sub for dinner. No cheese or sauces, just bread, meat and veggies.
1: Okay, All right. so he's kind of like that guy that did the McDonald's diet, like where he ate nothing but McDonald's oh, yes, right. 30, 30 size me, right? Yeah, yeah supersized me, but yeah. the Subway version almost.
0: Pretty much. All right, what is you guys' favorite Subway
2: sandwich? That's tough. I do a real weird one. I do the- I
0: had the meatball with the mustard? No, I do that All sometimes right. too. Yes, right. so that's oh, meatball one. with mustard? I just put a
2: little you. bit of mustard on there because it's like the marinara sauce is like ketchup. So then you add it on there. So it's sort of like a hamburger uh, with some <laughs> Italian hamburger? Yeah. But my go-to sandwich is I get the- uh, also it does feel like we're being sponsored by Subway right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now I get the chicken breast with uh, jalapenos, the Southwest sauce on flatbread. With the uh, pepper jack cheese and uh,
1: some onions and lettuce. There you go. It's oh. a
2: solid choice. It's not bad. Absolutely, buddy. Southwest. What you got? My my own
0: invention. There you go.
1: I, I like the cheese bread that they have. Whatever, like the six, Italian
0: urban cheese. Yeah, the Italian <laughs> urban
1: cheese. Trademark. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't go there a lot. Or <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm a little bit more of a simpleton. Maybe I, I like the black forest ham mm. with some uh, white American cheese, and then you know mayo, lettuce, to mayo. You know, pretty simple. Do you toast it? Oh, always go for toasted. Not a big fan of the toasting. At I don't Subway the toasting. Assembly, I always you know? go for the toasted. No, because but, uh, if, but it depends. If I'm eating there, toasted. If I'm taking it home, no. Quiznos
2: yeah. toasted correctly. Subway, their toasting uh, just makes it seem like it's stale. Like no, if you toast, true. yeah, it's no. Just, I it's disagree. Not. So go? Firehouse does the best okay. hot okay. sub, so my Fire, opinion. Yes,
0: yeah, they do. So, my go-to at Subway is the Italian BMT. I fucking love Italian sandwiches in general. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mayo, lots of vinegar, banana peppers, lettuce, tomato, uh, jalapenos for sure. Mm -hmm. Some much
1: Man, they're fucking uh, cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, Yeah, they're pretty solid. Yeah. But sometimes you go
2: to the Subways and they stink. Because yes. they're baking the bread, and then you leave, and you're like, God damn it, I, I smell like a Subway sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and You, just, you literally just walk in there for five minutes, and you get in the car, and then you're like, oh, gross, I smell like this old Subway bread. Yeah, it's true.
0: After three months of the Subway diet, as he called it, Jared stepped on the scale. It read 330 pounds. He had lost almost 100 pounds in three months by eating at Subway.
1: He wasn't working out or anything, or they don't really Not say yet. They- Not <laughs> yet. There's a little
0: bit more about his exercise regime, yeah. which wasn't much, but
1: yeah. yeah. And that's what always irritated
2: me, too. And they're like, look how he lost all his weight. I was like, that's your pick, Subway? So you couldn't find a dude that got fucking like yoked. Instead, you get some <laughs> dude that's like skinny fat with a creepy pedo <laughs> mouth. That's who you pick?
0: Absolutely. We'll actually learn how they picked him as well. Okay. He stuck with the diet for several more months, dropping as much as a pound a day sometimes. As soon as his health permitted, he began walking as much as he could, not taking the bus to class and even walking up the stairs rather than taking the escalator in the department store. Okay. Before he started losing weight, when Fogle registered for classes, he didn't base his choice on professor or class time like most students. He based which classes to register on, whether he could fit in the classroom
1: seats. Oh man, I thought it was, I thought it was also going to be like on the first floor, or yeah, all right, so you know. didn't have to go up the
2: stairs. And yeah, also, exactly. I'm sorry, uh, I thought there was just like one type of seat, like one type of desk. There's, what, a, is there did like have a, to
1: do like scouting beforehand, where he like went to all the different rooms right. and like saw the seats. Yeah, he's like, oh shit, I got to get this to pass and get my bachelor's degree, but
2: I can't spend that seat, so I guess I'm just not going to graduate. <laughs> yeah, and there was no digital back then either. No, yeah, no. well, there was digital, but it wasn't class; it was something else that he was looking into. This is true.
0: When most folks worried whether they could find a parking spot close to campus, Fogle worried whether he could find a parking spot without a car already parked nearby because he needed the extra room in order to open the driver's side door so he could get out.
1: Oh, man, that's like a double whammy because yeah. he's got to park far away right. to where he can have that extra room, but then you got to make that distance up.
0: And I, I couldn't find what kind of car he was driving during this time, but I just want to envision like a little Toyota
2: Corolla. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, truck, like a, a Ford clown Ford car he has to squeeze his
0: ass out no, of.
2: All right, so what is a fat boy car? There's a stereotypical car for fat from people. From the 90s, An too, old he Honda graduated Civic. in
1: 95, right? An An old, a Civic for a
2: fat person? Not, not by choice. No, but I'm, I'm just trying to think I was thinking like a fat person car would would be like a LeBaron? Um,
1: a Baron old like a Toyota Camry <laughs> Mitsubishi I mean, Mirage. if they had a
0: choice, it'd be a truck because you got oh, probably yeah. the most room in a full-size truck, mm-hmm. but
1: but low rider, you wouldn't want to have to like climb real high. It's like a
2: van
0: No you want a higher truck So you can just kind of Roll your ass out of the
1: truck You
0: know what I mean You have
2: to have to Squat down And blow his <laughs> knees out <laughs> he's, he's trying to get Into a Miata He's just like Just sits look down at my, Look at my spider He just fucking lays down Next to the car He's like I'm just done Oh man we had up. a good
0: buddy uh, In high school He wasn't fat He was just super tall yeah. That had the Miata Yeah and, Oh yeah Oh he would get in that thing And his knees were like Above his hands yeah. Driving in the steering wheel <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. like a fucking go kart he drove it like A fucking speed racer Fogle first came to media attention in April 1999 via an article published in the Indiana Daily Student written by a former dorm mate about Fogle losing 245 pounds by exercising and eating a diet of Subway sandwiches.
2: I got it's the greatest story when they're in the editorial uh, room and they're all talking about what story they're going to cover. He's like, this guy lives next to me. Used to be fat. But now he's not. they're like, run with it. It's a fantastic (laughs) story. Tell us more about your fat neighbor. This guy needs a raise.
0: (laughs) The article ended with this quote from Jared. Subway helped save my life and start over. I can't ever repay that. This may have been the first time that a fast food chain was credited with a profoundly positive life change. And honestly, I think this may have triggered other fast food chains to offer healthier options after seeing the profits pouring in from Subway after the Jared campaign. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, man. Probably sparked it. You know what I mean? A reporter at Men's Health Magazine who was writing an article called Crazy Diets That Work. Such a, like, I just envision at the grocery store checking out, right? Seeing the magazine. Crazy Diets That Work. Oh, number
2: seven is AIDS.
0: (laughs) 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 You're bound to lose a lot of weight there. Yeah, dude. He happened to see the Indiana Student Newspaper article about Jared, and he included a blurb about the Subway sandwich diet. The article didn't mention Jared's name or even where he had bought the sandwiches. It simply referred generically to Subway sandwiches. The key link in the chain was a Subway franchisee owner named Bob Okwija. And his name is wild. I'm thinking Okwija is close.
2: He's Nigerian.
0: Maybe. He spotted the article and thought it had potential. He took time out of his schedule to track down the creative director at Subway's Chicago ad agency, a man named Richard Coad, suggesting that he
2: <laughs> Richard Coad at the ad agency?
1: Yeah. <laughs> God yeah. almighty. He yeah. was
0: born into that shit. It could have been Code. Richard yeah. Code.
1: <laughs> C-O- then
0: he'd
2: be a computer
0: pro- yeah. programmer. C-O-A-D, yeah. Code, maybe. He wrote Code for yep. Subway. Yeah. And he suggested that they check out the article. Code says, I kind of laughed at first, but we followed up on it. Code and Barry Krause, the president of the advertising agency, called Hal Reiney, and they sent an intern to Bloomington, Indiana with vague instructions to find the mystery sandwich diet guy and also to find out whose sandwiches he had been eating. The intern didn't know exactly what he was supposed to do. His tentative plan was to show up in Bloomington, look through the yellow pages, start dropping by the town's sub-shops. Fortunately, the operation never got that complex. The first sub-shop that he visited was a Subway franchise close to campus. He launched into his description of the mystery eater, and about one sentence into the description, the counter worker said, "Oh, that's Jared. He comes here every day." The intern returned victorious.
2: I mean, honestly, <laughs> why don't you just track down the guy that wrote the fucking article and right, the, you just know, ask and, him? Hey, yeah, hey, right. yeah, hey where, where's your fat neighbor? You're no longer fat neighbor.
0: <laughs> Jared was real, and he'd shed pounds by eating at Subway. The agency thought we've got a great story on our hands, mm-hmm. and that's when the Jared story hit another hurdle. Krauss called Subway's marketing director to unveil the tale of Jared. The marketing director was not impressed. He had just started his job at Subway, having previously worked for another fast food company. I've seen that before, he said. Fast foods can't do healthy. The marketing director preferred to launch a campaign focused on the taste of Subway sandwiches,
2: which in my opinion is yeah. not not the route
0: you really want to take. It's the yeah, weakest
2: of the sandwich chains. When, yeah. when you're selling $5 footlongs, you yeah. know, like which yeah. they don't
0: do anymore. I know. Yeah. I know. The only advantage, whole advantage was inflation's the, got us on that one.
2: The, adva- the only advantage was a $5 footlong setup and also that Subways were fucking everywhere. Yep. Yeah. I saw a Subway in a fireworks shop one time in Tennessee or some shit like that and I was just like, "All right, dude. I mean, whatever." They were like the
1: Starbucks of of sandwich shops. Mm-hmm.
0: To satisfy Krauss, though, the director ran the Jared campaign idea by Subway's lawyers. The lawyers predictably said a Jared campaign couldn't be done. It would appear to be making a medical claim that mm-hmm. could uh, create liability, yada, yada, yada. The only way to avoid any liability was to run disclaimers like, we don't recommend this diet, see your doctor first. The idea seemed dead at the time. But Krauss and Code were not ready to give up. Subway, like many franchise-based firms, runs ad campaigns at two levels, national and regional. While the National Subway office had vetoed Jared, sub-Subway franchisees expressed interest in the store and were willing to run the ads using regional advertising money. Then came another hurdle. Franchisees usually didn't pay to make the actual commercials. They just paid to run the commercials in their local regions. Mm -hmm. The commercials were usually funded by the National Office. So who would pay for the Jared commercials? Krauss decided to make the spots for free. He said, for the first time and the only time of my career, I gave the go-ahead to shoot an ad we weren't going to be paid for. The ad first ran on January 1st, year 2000, just in time for the annual epidemic of diet-related New Year's resolutions.
1: Oh, good timing.
2: I I had a diet resolution that year, too, because I got food poisoning from that big and tasty ad. You were uh, at my house and on the couch (laughs) for... Throwing up over a rail.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. The ad showed Jared in front of his home. said, this is Jared, said the announcer. He used to weigh 425 pounds. We see that photo that we know famously mm-hmm. of Jared holding his-
2: a, like an Indianapolis Colt shirt that's like- With
0: a 60-inch like, waist yeah. pants, yeah.
2: They used to use that shirt to put over houses while they fumigate them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it said, but today he weighs 180, thanks to what he calls the Subway diet. The announcer describes Jared's meal plan. They concludes- that, combined with a lot of walking, worked for Jared. We're not saying this is for everyone. You should check with your doctor before starting any diet. But it worked for Jared. The next day, Krause said the phone started ringing in the morning and didn't let up. USA Today called. ABC and Fox News called. And on the third day, Oprah called.
1: Oh, uh, snap. Yeah. You thought, get
0: a sandwich. Yeah. You, you get, get a sandwich. sandwich. You get a stomach band. Yeah. And you get a stomach band. <laughs> Krause said, I've talked to a lot of marketers over the years who wanted to get media attention. No one ever got anywhere by lavishing calls on Oprah. The only time I've succeeded in my career with Oprah was with Jared. And Oprah called us. Mm -hmm. A few days later, the national office of Subway called Krause asking to run the ad nationally. Subway sales in 1999 were flat. In 2000, sales jumped 18%. Okay. And they jumped another 16% in 2001.
2: Compounding.
0: That's right. At the time, other sandwich chains, such as uh, Slotskis and Quiznos, grew at about a 7% clip per year. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's because the Quiznos had the Sponge Monkey commercials. Remember that? I don't oh, remember that. I don't those. remember oh, that. man. Yeah, go Google that, guys. It's fucking insane. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> quick, before your boss walks by and you have to minimize your screen, give us a quick follow on Twitter and Instagram. And give us a like on Facebook. Your support is much appreciated. Now, back to the action
0: but eating subs and strolling around the campus wasn't all Jared was doing while he was in college that's right according to fellow Indiana University students that attended school with Jared Jared ran a successful black market porn ring out of his dorm room. What? Yeah. Selling yeah. movies for a dollar a piece, and it would appear that Jared had enough porn to go around the campus more than once. I oh, did had
2: like geez. terabytes of porn, so he was eating subway sandwiches and doing like the six inch curls. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> so I looked at I looked at the map of like where the subway was. Yeah. He literally lived in the building where the subway yeah. was. Yeah. Oh right. man. It so was like, downstairs. Just... Literally walk downstairs. Yeah. There's the subway.
2: It was a crime of
1: opportunity. It was You're just right. like whatever's
2: close. If Had lived above at Arby's, we wouldn't be having this fucking conversation.
1: Yeah, no way the beef and cheddars are uh, doing the same thing. His fucking dad would have
2: been right. He would have died of a beef and cheddar stroke out (laughs) while he was stroking out. We we would have all
0: been better for it, honestly. yeah His porn collection was vast and extensive, Mm -hmm. and Fogel took his business pretty seriously, and people would come from all over to take advantage of the deal. He
1: was like a dope man, but yeah, with porno. Like, that's right. Now he was selling or renting
0: this stuff out. A little of both. So from what I gather, you could rent it for a dollar. A and porn then, buster, I don't want basically. I don't want to bring that shit back. Like. Uh -uh.
2: But like you know how back in the day you go to your dope guys and you have to sit on his couch and like play video games for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You have to to sit on Jared's couch while he's just like fucking browsing, like downloading your fucking dirty movie. And that's the other thing, too, because we're talking like 90s, like kids nowadays. It's just like pull it up on your phone. You get a beat off session, like 30 seconds back in the day. It was like it was a it was a journey to get porno. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Jared had become known as the porn guy on Mm -hmm. campus. I'm not sandwich sure guy I, and the porn guy. I'm not sure if that's the image I would want to build, but you know, whatever. I yeah. guess floaty. I poke. love
2: sandwich porn. And he's like, you know, he's like, you get one chick and then two dudes, and it's like a sandwich, and they're eating a sub sandwich. Get real fat
0: chicks and eat the sandwiches yeah. off her belly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, I get a good exercise. Anybody want to snort some mayo yeah. off this chick's stomach? <laughs> he's uh, like, get my heart rate going. You know, about thirty seconds, then I'm done.
0: Could you imagine buying porn from that guy and just a few years later seeing him on all the TV commercials Uh, (laughs) with his own uh, South Park uh, episode
2: and be like, I bought porn from that dude. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely did. That's the porn guy. You got any good stuff for me lately, Jared? And then that creepy smile just spreads across his face. He's like, oh, yeah,
1: dude, you got to see this one. You see him in the streets like, hey, remember me? I used to buy porn from you. You shut the fuck
2: up. You (laughs) shut the fuck up. That's an old life. I don't live that life anymore.
0: Look at me, motherfucker. I weigh 180 pounds. Look at my That part of me died. Yeah. In the early 2000s, Jared was on top of the world. He signed a lucrative deal with Subway to be their pitchman, and his story started to reach other avenues. There were skits about him on Saturday Night Live, and then, of course, there was a South Park episode titled, Jared Jared Has AIDS.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Do y'all remember this episode? A little bit. Yeah. Okay, so I've watched a little bit of the episode before this show Mm -hmm. just to kind of get re-familiarized with it. The episode is like the kids are basically in a video game, mm-hmm. and so uh, the kids storm into a jail in the video game, and just as they have the main bad guy cornered, he jumps up and says, you know, not every prisoner we have in here is black. We have one white guy, dot, 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 and he walks over to a jail cell and opens it up, and Jared comes walking out, and that's who they have to battle mm, as like the main the bad guy. Final boss. It's like a RPG, so it's kind of like turn-based. There's like four of them that are playing, and they're all taking their turns to like inflict damage onto Jared, mm-hmm. and then he gets his turn to you know return. But <laughs> while they're like across the room from each other, Jared's like, "Oh, there's no kids in touching range. This is so frustrating." <laughs> 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 and whenever he gets attacked from one of the kids, he goes, "I'm losing fluids, and not in a good way." Ah, oh. oh, yikes! So then, when it's Jared's turn to attack. He grabs a Subway sandwich, and he puts it on his crotch and starts attacking the kids in the <laughs> yeah. face, like in the head, and like kills them. And they're like, yeah. oh, this yeah. is horrible. <laughs>
0: it's like a one-hitter quitter from Mike Tyson and Bob,
1: Mike Tyson Punch-Out. Yeah, punch right. out. yeah. yeah pretty much. much. Yeah. 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 And then he sits there and eats a bunch of Subway sandwiches to regain health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Dude, that guy fucked a sandwich for real, though, I bet.
1: Dude. At some point. <laughs> At some <laughs> At some point, point. he totally did.
2: To be honest,
0: uh, you know you kind of made it when you have a South Park episode after you, yeah, right? Yeah, when...
1: When they do an episode on you,
0: yeah yeah in 2001 Jared got himself a bay Fogel married Elizabeth Christie a pediatric nurse on October 14th 2001
1: oh no a pediatric nurse that's right yeah oh, it's all kid
0: related oh. and there's a more like kid related people involved yeah, in this it we're gets get uh, fucking that. dark
2: that subway money was good to him though he got yeah. himself a wife
0: and, and this is in the beginning of the subway yeah. money and just like fifty percent of marriages it ended in a divorce in 2007. I'm sure she got a decent uh, alimony settlement in that one. In November of 2009, Fogle became engaged to Kathleen McLaughlin, a teacher. So, again, somebody who has a lot of contact with kids.
2: Then they divorced, and he married uh, Father Joe O'Connell, a priest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Catholic priest. Oh, there's so many kids around. You're going to love it, Jared. We might have to move from time to time. From time to
2: time, (laughs) time time. these kids come over and take their pants off. You're going to love it.
0: In January 2010, people reported that Fogel had gained back 40 pounds and planned to lose it by way of his Subway weight loss program for his upcoming wedding. Fogel and McLaughlin married in August 2010 and had two children together. A son, Brady, who was born in 2011, and a daughter, Quinn, who was born in 2013. Can you
2: imagine watching that guy? Fuck. Ugh. Ugh. God almighty. It's just pizza dough body. Just oh. fucking that face, his O face. Were, oh, and you know he God. had a lot
0: of excess skin.
2: Oh, I bet his oh. nipples stood out. Like, just like, you know, so pacey. Like two pepperonis on a big old piece
1: oh. of oh. fucking oh. greased up dough. <laughs> it's not the middle image I need over Yeah, here, I'm like, giving <laughs> it to you. Oh. Hairless, too. Yeah. Like, oh. that guy's just not even... <laughs> or he had the patch in the middle. Oh, no.
2: Maybe,
0: like, hair around the nipples. Oh. That kind of... Oh.
2: You know, you know the yeah. guy. Yeah. His fucking shiny belly. <laughs>
0: Life couldn't have been much better for Jared around this time. In 2013, Fogle had a net worth of $15 million and was seen on TV and advertisements all over the country. Jeez. An advertising research firm said in 2013 that the Fogle ads were the most effective in the entire U.S. restaurant industry. Hmm. But as we would all soon learn, there was another six-inch club that he just couldn't keep his hands off of.
2: Oh, oh. nasty.
0: In 2007, Jared met Rochelle Herman Walrond, who says she befriended Fogel during his visits to Sarasota, Florida, where she interviewed him for her Sarasota radio show, Health Beat of America. Herman Walrond said she was drawn to Fogel in his story about losing 245 pounds in college, largely through a diet of Subway sandwiches.
2: God, what is there to talk about? Hey, did you hear the story about I lost all this weight from Subway sandwiches? Yeah, I've yeah. heard the story. Okay, what else is there to talk about? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I had a giant porn ring too, but yeah. I'm not going to bring that up. No, exactly. I like to walk
1: around a lot.
2: Yeah, I was just like, I was drawn to him. I just loved this story that it can be summed up in three sentences. <laughs> well, she said he was a
0: nice guy. Uh, his story was interesting. He went from nothing to being a spokesperson for a major corporation for just losing weight. Vogel mm-hmm. not only talked to her about his weight loss journey but also about what his meatballs yearned for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: That's a good one. All right.
0: (laughs) He spoke openly to her about his interest in sex with underage girls, Mm. and it concerned her to the point that she contacted the FBI. Yeah. Agents asked her to record conversations with him, and for the next four years, she recorded conversations with him as a part of an ongoing federal investigation.
2: God, four years of having to listen to this guy talk about that shit? Oh, dude,
0: here we go. She recorded him making several remarks about having sex with underage girls and asking her to install a webcam in her children's room so he could watch them.
1: Son Uh, of a bitch.
0: Ultimately, the FBI cannot pursue a case against Fogle using the recordings because they needed more sufficient evidence
2: against him. I mean, he asked her to put... A webcam, the webcam and in and her it, fucking it, room. room. Her I feel like that even the ask is a crime. I mean, did she do it? Yeah, at and what she point did you, did you was just that? back
0: the fuck away from all this and be like, dude, you are fucked? What? Well, yeah, the, yeah, what? what?
2: But I'm like, I, I get it. that They have to build a case and they want it to be airtight by the time that it's it gets to court. But you're just kind of like, how many kids are getting fucked in between then and the actual, you know what I'm saying,
1: four years of this? There was yeah. definitely, you could have avoided some victims. I know, and couldn't they have just, like, set up a Crime Stoppers, like, with some kind of kid that, like, maybe got caught with pot or some shit like that? Yeah. And, you know, like, hey, we need you just as a decoy <laughs> Can you here. imagine that? You get, you get busted <laughs> with, like, a joint,
2: and they're like, all right, we can get you on probation. Or we have another option. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Jared Subway guy? Yeah, well we'll let you t- touch your dick. <laughs> yeah, go suck his dick and put it on put it on webcam so he can rent it out. He might sell the video later on. Yeah. He's like operation $5 foot long. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> operation 6-inch club. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That same year, 2007, Fogle dove deeper into the sexual underworld. Somewhat benignly, by scrolling through websites that advertise escorts and erotic services and arranging paid sexual encounters with adults.
2: Okay, well, yeah, that's your thing. Whatever. You know, yeah.
0: back page, isn't that what it's called? Yeah,
2: something like that. It's pretty shitty that you're married and you do that, but, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fogle's descent appears to have deepened after the Jared Foundation. Yep. He had his own fucking charity foundation.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, just like I said, super impressed with what you did. Yeah. Walking downstairs to a subway to eat (laughs) and losing weight. Man, (laughs) fuck you, dude. With your porn money. Yeah. Yeah. $15 million. You got people out there that are like legitimately amazing people that don't make shit. And uh, like teachers and shit like that. And this guy just happens to like have a uh, his porno shop upstairs from the subway and is like 15 million dollars later. <laughs> the best thing that's ever happened to me. Fucking asshole.
0: In 2009, the Jared Foundation hired an executive director named Russell Taylor. He was a friend of Fogel's with an apparent penchant for bestiality and child porn, according to court papers. Oh, he said, man. So I'd
2: like to know about what your background is before I hire you for this position. Uh, also do you like to watch animals fuck <laughs> <laughs> because seems like if an odd so, question yeah I'm not supposed to ask that question
0: like well that's why they were friends I'm sure oh, so yeah. they're fucking weird mm-hmm. fucked
2: up we found him on a bestiality uh, chat room and uh, you know whatever he had a background in marketing so bring him on to the foundation bring him on, bring him on. <laughs>
0: The two had met while Taylor was a youth market director for the American Heart Association based in Indianapolis. So again, somebody that already has communication Mm -hmm. with kids and works with kids.
1: Yeah. See,
2: I hate kids. So everybody (laughs) should trust me. You have one. Well, I love my kid, but all the other kids can go to hell. So that should make everybody feel comfortable. My kids hate their Uncle Mikey. (laughs) (laughs) Your kids are cool, too. Everybody's everybody like, I just don't. I'm not one of these people like, I can't imagine. Like being like, oh, I want to like spend my entire career of being around kids.
0: I'm good on that. Yeah, yeah
2: that's hard tough. pass. So just, you know, what I'm saying is if you ever meet a guy that really wants to be around kids, it's a coin toss of whether he's trying to touch them. <laughs> Red flag. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Authorities say Taylor was sharing pornographic images and videos of children with Fogle in March 2011 and also gave Fogle child porn produced outside the U.S.,
1: Oh, no. A
0: foreign film, apparently. Oh. God, fucked up, man. At this time, Fogle's second wife was pregnant with their first child. Their son was born in September 2011, as I mentioned, and some of the child porn images showed children as young as six.
1: God, the Jesus. Motherfucker. Christ, man. And I even saw, like, one of the commercials. He was like, oh, I've got children now, so it's really good to, you know, show them that their dad's really healthy and eats right and, you know i got to be a good role model for them.
0: I'd like to pile drive that guy through a table. I would, too. Man. Yeah.
2: Pervert-faced motherfucker. I, yeah. Imagine that being your dad. And you're like, dang it, dude, that's what I'm going to look like when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my mom dresses me.
0: <laughs> In early November 2012, Subway put Fogle up at New York City's Plaza Hotel with its $2,000 a night suites and sweeping views of Central Park to promote Team Subway at the New York City Marathon. At a media event two days before the marathon, Fogle stood arm-in-arm on stage with two sisters and the mother of Olympic superstar Michael Phelps, a fellow Subway spokesperson. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. They did uh,
0: commercials together, too. That's right. The next day, Fogle shifted his attention, paying a 17-year-old girl to have sex with him at the plaza, according to a federal document. Uh, 17.
2: uh, Can you imagine? Yeah. She shows up to her John, and she opens the door. She's like, oh, shit! It's the sandwich guy! (laughs) god but, that, that's well, a really you, nice view though
1: yeah well you paid me to play with your footlong <laughs> so
0: uh yeah, we're giving her too much credit i guarantee you, he's not a footlong guy uh, he's, okay. not, oh, he's, he's not, not even, john Holmes. he's not
1: even a six inch i was club about to guy. say yeah uh, i keep calling him the
0: six inch club guy but I'm uh, yeah and
1: especially when he
2: was full weight because that i mean like i said his wiener probably like a, a toddler's thumb in seagrass you know what i'm saying just a, <laughs> a, a tiny he probably can not even reach that thing He's like, you know, I I could talk about this guy masturbating for a while for some reason. (laughs) The
0: day after that, the day the marathon was held on Sunday, Fogle sent the girl text messages offering her a finder's fee if she could arrange a sexual encounter with another underage girl. Fogle said he would accept a 16-year-old, but said the younger, the better.
1: Oh, what a piece of shit, man.
0: When Fogle returned to New York in early January, he stayed at the Ritz-Carlton near the site of the former World Trade Center. Fogle posted somber pictures of himself standing by ground zero, honoring those who died on September 11th. But on the visit, he did it again. Fogle had sex with another 17-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. The Indiana State Police were tipped off by a woman who was a friend of Russell Taylor, the guy from the foundation, (laughs) and his wife, who had saved text messages in which Taylor discussed child porn and having sex with a
2: horse. Whoa Nelly.
1: Jesus. Whoa yeah. Nelly. <laughs> uh,
2: oh my god. So wait, hold on. He fucked a horse? He talked about having sex with a horse. Did the horse the other fuck guy. him? not jared but the other no guy. i know but did the horse fuck
0: him or did I he he fuck did a the horse? horse doesn't know well enough to do that no no no,
2: no 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 i'm just i'm asking if he was fucked by a horse or if he fucked a horse there's a very big difference here Dude, you,
0: <laughs> ca- you catch a horse dong up the ass you may not live oh.
2: you know, the guy did die that but he was like a Boeing engineer and he got killed by getting fucked by a horse and, and the video made it online oh can you, ma- God. Yeah. Can you, ima- can you imagine that's your legacy like oh. your mom I'm so proud of him. He's an engineer at Boeing. Things are going well in life. He makes six figures a year. Are they all from the Midwest? Yeah. No, no. (laughs) Well, yeah, they definitely are, because that's where everybody fucks (laughs) (laughs) horses. I'm just kidding, Midwest.
0: Man, but seriously, have you ever seen a horse pee when the thing comes out? Yeah. Is he like a two-foot dong? Yeah. Yeah, That's why
2: I'm trying to figure out, did he get
1: fucked by a horse? I need the answer to this.
0: And the investigators said, we found information in Russell Taylor's home and on his computers that led us to Jared Fogle.
1: Did you ever see this guy's mugshot? Mm. No, nah, Russell yeah, Taylor. Yeah, Russell Taylor. Dude, he has like that hundred yard stare going on. Like yeah, he's a, He fucks horses. man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. It's a whole different ball game when you invite that guy to your Kentucky Derby party.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Oh, well, I, I just have... love Kentucky Derby Day.
0: He's got a flap on the back
2: of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> like a little jockey. Just yeah. Gets yeah. Power bombed by a fucking horse dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks there about it like yeah. I expected. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. kind of yeah. what I expected. Now, like I said, Jared looks like a pedophile. That guy looks like he gets fucked by horses. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. yeah.
0: On July 7th, 2015, the FBI and Indiana State Police investigators raided Fogel's Zionsville, Indiana residence. Computers and other electronic equipment were removed from his home. The same day, a spokesperson from Subway announced that the company and Fogel had mutually agreed to suspend their business relationship. Subway removed all references to Fogel on its website. That lawyer that initially said, "Ah, I don't know if this Mm -hmm. is a good idea. I told you so. That's exactly right. I was like, you (laughs) motherfuckers.
2: Y'all should have listened to me. I told you from day one. He said, every time I've heard about someone losing weight with fast food, food, they're a pedophile. (laughs) That's just a fact. (laughs) Shit never ends well. That's it. Ronald McDonald fucking kids. <laughs> Goddamn the king. You saw the king. King definitely fucks kids.
0: <laughs> I like the king.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, the king's, king's cool. Yeah, Except he's he creepy. Yeah. Yeah, he does, yeah. That's why he's creepy, yeah. Wendy's, sick <laughs> It's funny when they try to bring back the real Wendy and everybody was like, "Whoa, Ew, that's sorry." Yeah. <laughs> they're like, "Is that Chris Farley's sister?" <laughs> and
0: they bring in the Hot Wendy Yeah and they're like, like this. "Fuck this, man. We tried to make, They were
2: like, "We keep We keep it real goes wrong." <laughs> She said, I'm the real Wendy. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you really? Whoa, Damn, girl. Whoa. Of course. What did you I mean, did you see Dave Thomas? You think she's yeah. gonna be a fucking supermodel? <laughs> <laughs> That's like you didn't try to expect like Colonel Sanders' fucking daughter to be smoking hot. Oh
0: speaking of which, did you guys see uh, the the Colonel the IC uh, Slater yeah, the, uh, the KFC Mario Michonne. Lopez. Yeah, no, well,
1: I didn't see it. It
0: was very lifetimey, but mm-hmm. it was fun to watch. It's like fifteen okay. minutes long. Yeah. I can't remember Something seduction I hate Mario Lopez uh, too yeah, He's alright Recipe
1: for seduction Or something, something like that. that
0: Yeah It was uh It was a little lifetime short mm-hmm. That came out around Christmas yeah. yeah I saw
1: it I just Yeah I don't like
2: I had to
0: watch it Yeah
2: was, It seemed funny But yeah Thanks for tuning into the show If you enjoy what you're hearing Please do us a favor And share or repost our show On your favorite platform We love and appreciate the support Now Back to asshole court
0: Following Fogle's arrest, the FBI also subpoenaed a series of text messages made in 2008 between Fogle and Subway franchisee Cindy Mills, with whom he was having a sexual relationship at the time.
2: Man, Jared was
0: fucking Dude, boy. he was dipping in all the pools, man. man. Yeah,
2: Jesus. I swear to God, I always say, everybody has a vice. And if it's not like drinking or smoking or something like that, probably sex. Yeah. Or gambling. So if you're hanging around with Jared Fogle... And he's not drinking, and he's not smoking, and he's not, not gambling. gambling. Uh, watch your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, get, keep Don't your butthole tight. around him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wake up, and he's installed a camera. <laughs> <laughs> a toilet cam. What the oh. fuck, Jared? In these
0: messages, Fogle talked about sexually abusing children ranging in age from 9 to 16. Kill and him! And told her to sell herself for sex on Craigslist and asked her to arrange for him to have sex with her 16-year-old cousin. Mm. Like how oh. fucking open and blatant
2: Yeah because I mean, he felt unstoppable like texting Jesus. people this he felt fucking Because he's been doing it for so long Right yeah. You think this motherfucker wasn't fucking like doing that shit in, in the early stages of Subway Every time you see a Subway commercial Every time you see a Jared Fogle commercial He probably just got done fucking a kid
1: like that weeks so Just think about that next oh. time Oh man Andy even did one of the commercials with the Muppets
2: God
0: damn too. it There goes our uh, sponsorship from Subway Ah.
1: Man. Oh.
2: You should have stuck with fucking Happy Gilmore. That was a much better sponsorship.
0: <laughs> Mills' lawyer said she had already alerted Subway corporate management about the text messages, but that they had responded because Fogle was not a Subway employee. They had no room to really God
2: do damn. They were yeah. like, well... Let's just keep this thing going. Yeah, the subway representative
0: said they had no record of Mills' allegations either. So, whatever. Mm-hmm. On August 19th, 2015, following Fogel's appearance in federal court on charges of sex with minors and child pornography, his wife released a statement through her attorney announcing that she was seeking a divorce. Shocker there. Oh, right? wow.
2: Yeah. What happened to standing by your man? <laughs> yeah.
0: She added that she was focused exclusively on the well being of my children and would have no further comment. Their divorce was finalized on November 16th, 2015, with Fogle agreeing to pay his now ex-wife seven million bucks.
2: And she got she got that done with LegalZoom, so now she's the LegalZoom spokesperson, <laughs> our other sponsor for
1: this show, is yeah, LegalZoom. Yeah. Yeah. The one we might actually be able to keep. Right, or one we might use. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Down the road.
0: According to court filing, she had traveled out of state before Fogle's guilty plea and opted to stay in an undisclosed location to protect herself from the children from the media circus surrounding this fucking douchebag. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. On August 19th, 2015, federal prosecutors announced they had reached a deal with Fogel in which he would plead guilty on two counts, one for distribution and receipt of child pornography and one of traveling to engage with an illicit sexual contact with a minor specifically from Indiana to New York City, where he's charged with paying to engage in sexual acts with the aforementioned 17-year-old girl.
2: (laughs) What if he went to West Virginia to have sex with a coal miner?
0: (laughs) Coal miner's daughter? (laughs) It wouldn't be the coal miner, it'd be the coal miner's daughter. I was
2: just thinking if that was the charge, having sex with a miner, he's just like, nothing wrong with this, the black lung pop. Prosecutors allege that Fogle offered
0: adult prostitutes a finder's fee to find him younger sex partners.
2: I so, would think a so he, doesn't even he would like,
0: Yeah, he'd hit it and be like, so Hooker, you think you can find me a fucking 15-year-old around here or what? Man, dude, it was that.
2: like a multi-level marketing scheme. I, I just imagine some <laughs> fucking
0: mascara-clad woman huffing down a fucking Marlboro and um, being like, eh,
2: I don't know too many young chicks. Yeah, He's Subway like, guy. <laughs> he said, do you want to make money from home? Do you want to be financially independent? <laughs> Go find two friends. <laughs> he said, we'll find two friends. He said, by the end of the week, I'll be fucking 64 kids at once. He said, money floats up to the top. You can make yourself independently wealthy.
0: <laughs> it was the MLM sexy, Exactly, yeah. yeah. Brought
2: to you by Bone Terra, the third sponsor for our show today. <laughs>
0: According to documents released by federal prosecutors, Fogle had also agreed to pay a total of 1.4 million in restitution, 100,000 to each victim. Fogle faced up to 50 years in prison had he gone to trial. However, as part of the plea deal, he was uh, not binding on the sentencing judge, and prosecutors agreed to seek no more than 12 and a half years in return. Fogel agreed to a minimum sentence of five years. Soon after the plea deal was announced. Subway, shockingly, announced via Twitter that it had completely severed ties with Fogle. Mm. Yeah, All surprise, right? surprise. As a condition of his plea deal, Fogle will be restricted to supervised contact or communication with minors upon approval of his probation officer, and supervised visits with his own children will be allowed only with the approval of their mother, Fogle's soon-to-be ex-wife Katie McLaughlin. Fogle had already made a request to visit his two children in September of that year, but McLaughlin contested it. Upon his release from prison, Fogle will be registered as a sex offender for the rest of his life and undergo treatment for sexual disorders. On November 19th, 2015, Fogle formally pleaded guilty before Federal Judge Tanya Walton Pratt. In a statement, Fogle apologized for his crime, saying that he wanted a chance to become a good, honest person and redeem his life after becoming ensnared in a life of deception, lies, and complete self-centeredness.
1: Ensnared? That's right. <laughs> you like that
0: shit? Big word. Big word. According to Dr. John Bradford, a forensic psychiatrist who testified for Fogel's defense team, Fogel suffered from a compulsive eating disorder for several years before losing weight and replaced food with a sense of hypersexuality, which included mild or weak pedophilia. That
1: diagnosis is Mild? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a, a diet pedophilia? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big case. It's, it's, not, just, it's just, mild. just mild. It's
2: not the full thing. It's sort of like the diet Dr. Pepper of sex crimes.
0: <laughs> the diagnosis was not accepted by experts in the psychiatry field and was criticized by Judge Pratt and on social media. Liberty Behavioral Health Corp. psychologist Adam Deming suggested that Bradford had meant to say that Fogel's primary sexual attention was to early teenagers but that he had a lesser attraction to younger children. Oh, Either fucking what I, way. Well, like, well,
1: what I meant to say was. Right?
2: Uh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry I got caught. Oh, wait. I I want to be a good person. And uh, apparently being a good person means not fucking kids. Is that right, y'all?
1: I uh, didn't know I uh, couldn't do that. Yeah. Well, is, now you know. Is that wrong?
2: Yeah. Is that yeah. wrong? The yeah. George. Anyway. Mild M- pedophilia. Another, yeah. Another
0: Jesus Seinfeld Christ. reference there. Judge Pratt sentenced him to 15 years and eight months in prison. Boom. Yep, over three years more than what prosecutors had sought, and three times what Fogel had requested. Nice. Pratt stated that the level of perversion and lawlessness exhibited by Mr. Fogel is extreme. Fogel must serve a minimum of 13 years before becoming eligible for a time off with good behavior. Fogel's lawyer Ron Elberger filed a notice of appeal on December 14, 2015. Fogel is able to appeal the sentence since it is longer than the maximum sentence recommended by the prosecutors. The appeal brief was due by January 15th of 2016, but Fogel asked for an extension for his appeal after Elberger was diagnosed with cancer. The extension was granted. After an appeal was filed, the U.S. Attorney's Office responded by opposing any sentence reduction. The office cited Fogel's text messages to a woman in which Fogel stated he would pay big. If he could procure a 14 year old child and that he craved underage Asian girls.
2: Gross. Oh, what a. He f- said the word crave. I also want to point out here that his attorney's name is L. Burger. The burger for the sandwich guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Hamburglar. That's
2: it. He said, Oh, we got that that big sandwich money coming through. Let's get the best lawyer we can find. Get the burger guy. Get the burger. <laughs> L. Burger in here. In the text. Yo, L. Dog. <laughs> he has colon cancer from eating so many L. Burgers.
1: <laughs>
0: In these text messages, he also expressed sexual interest in young boys, and a recording exists where he describes to find a sexual encounter with a male child.
1: Jesus Christ. On
0: June 9th, 2016, Fogle's sentence was upheld by the United States Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit. So what's a pedophile like Jared up to in prison?
1: Getting beat the fuck up? Yeah, like, hopefully.
0: Uh, Apparently, he's living the life in there, one former cellmate told Daily Mail TV. He's eating good, working out, cooking, not a care in the world. Fogle's time is also spent watching movies, eating fancy foods, and making crafts. The low-security prison is known for having relatively nice facilities, an attorney told CBS, and that the facility is a good draw in reference to another case, calling it winning the inmate lottery to be placed there.
1: Man, mm. but I thought that pedophiles always had like a really oh, you have Oh, you
0: have a different color shirt on, yeah.
2: and you, you're, you're usually in your protective custody, too. Cause yeah. They get beat up real bad. But as far as him not having a care in the world, uh, I'm sure he has a couple cares right. in the world.
0: He may get out of jail while he's still alive, but don't expect to see him in any more ads. Go to hell, you fucking pervert. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. All right. So there are a couple more pitchmen that have made the news in the last decade or so that I want to bring up. First one is our buddy Billy Mays. Coke fiend.
1: Jam, Wow.
0: No, he was... uh.
2: He was the OxyClean guy.
1: OxyClean. Orange mighty putty. Putty. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the
0: infomercial king was found dead in his Florida home in 2009 and had used cocaine in the days leading up to his heart attack death, as autopsy reported.
2: Yeah, Randy, you were a huge Billy Mays fan. Like, you loved Billy Mays. I did love legitimate. Billy Mays. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was awesome.
2: I. Yes. But wait, there's more.
0: <laughs> I said that in our last episode, That's actually. Right, yeah. yeah. Mays, the 50-year-old spokesperson known for selling OxyClean, Orange Glow, Mighty Putty, and a dozen other products, cocaine also had a toxic mix of powerful prescription painkillers, anti-anxiety drugs, and alcohol in his system when he died. The initial autopsy ruled that Mays' cocaine use caused a fatal heart attack. A second autopsy showed that while he used the illicit drug, he was not high when he died. And if I remember correctly, they said he was going from a, a flight going to Tampa, Florida. Yep. It hit some bad turbulence and he, he hit his head.
2: head. Yeah. Oh, man. And then a
0: few days later, they found him dead.
2: Bonk. Yeah. Can you imagine doing cocaine with Billy Mays? Somebody's done that. I mean, somebody, of course. a bunch of people yeah, have done yeah. that. Yeah. Being at Billy Mays Mansion, just getting coked out of your mainframe. Like, geez, that's wild. What
1: kind of products you got around here, Billy? Oh, Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had the Sham Wow guy. Vince
0: Shlomi, the TV pitch man known for selling household doodads such as wow cleaning cloth and the Slap Chop yep. food prep tool. You're going to love my nuts. That's right. He doesn't have the cleanest record. In 2009, Shlomi, also known as Vince Offer, was arrested for repeatedly punching a Florida prostitute after she bit his tongue, police records showed. Yeah, because
2: oh. he was trying to make out with her. He was, he was tongue-kissing a prostitute. You get a French oh, hooker? Yeah. yeah. He went God. down on her, too, man. Yeah. You're to love my nuts. I bet he said it to every prostitute <laughs> that he had, too, man. That little fucking creep.
0: The professional peddler was never charged, but his bruised and bloody mugshot soiled his image. In 2013, he said the incident probably saved his life and forced him to clean up his act. Another pitch guy, the Dell dude. Yeah. Ben Curtis, who peddled computers with the tagline, Dude, you're getting a Dell between 2000 and 2003, was arrested for trying to buy a bag of weed in Manhattan's Lower East Side in 2003. The case was dismissed after Curtis stayed out of trouble for a year, but the blonde computer spokesman was never seen in another Dell ad. Since Dude. then, he's worked as an actor
1: on TV and in short films. Dude, every picture I've seen of this guy, he looked baked out of his mind. Yeah. So yeah. Such mean, a minor thing. Yeah,
2: you're like, oh, there's the Jared pedophilia thing, there's Vince Offerman who makes out with prostitutes, and then there's like the guy who bought a bag of weed like everybody's <laughs> done.
0: I was just trying to talk to Samson. <laughs> Samson. And then you had Matthew Lesko, the question mark suit-wearing American author who promised he could help citizens get money from the U.S. government, came under fire in 2004 when consumer protectors claimed his books were a scam. The New York State Consumer Protection Board said the grants in Lesko's free money books were actually public assistance programs for which most citizens would not qualify. Three years later, he admitted that he had uh, based most of his books on free government guides to grants and loans and, quote, I get stuff for free and I sell it for as much as I can get, he told the Washington Post in
1: 2007. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All
0: right. All right, boys. And that is Jared Fogle. Fuck them. Jeez,
1: man. man. That rabbit hole went a lot deeper than I thought it would. So yeah. Like, mm-hmm. damn. You can
0: tell from an early age, he was fucked. I mean, in college, he was the porn guy, right? Yeah. And you know, that had to just escalate from an even earlier age oh, yeah. to get to that point.
1: The porn addiction.
0: Yeah. and And, and the... 90s, you got to find where to get porn.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? True. I mean, like, if you were lucky, you found a couple, of, like, Playboys or something like that, like, from your parents or something. But There I mean, was
2: always a stash of porn in the woods somewhere. That was how people found it back then. There was, like, a magical stash of nudie mags. I swear to God, that's what we Were you with them. me when we... All right. Everybody has a story. I swear to God. I and have all, one. Yeah.
0: You have one. My buddy and I walked through these, through the woods, mm-hmm. to our other buddy's house mm-hmm. and found, like, four titty magazines yep. in the woods
2: huh. yeah. yeah and this is this is a commonality i've talked to many people have we ever even had this discussion nope. because
0: that happened to me it did and you and brought it up and it i was like wow all, the time. all right
2: yep. and i that's what like, huh. i think a lot of people were just beating off in the woods in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> later <laughs> you know? 90s mid 90s and 80s yeah it's they're probably that. left
0: over from the 80s yeah. Yeah. yeah i
2: mean that's what we went out there and i remember i was like yo dude like all of us gathered around and it was a nasty penthouse too. It wasn't even like a Playboy. And I was just like, Whoa, dude. I was like, it's so ugly. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't believe what it vagina well, actually looked like. I was like if oh. you're
0: if you're looking at porn with other dudes too, like you find the magazine, it's like, whoa, look at this. Yeah. And you're all looking at it then like it gets real quiet.
2: Yeah, it, it, you know, cause everybody's just like everybody's sort of huh. like, well, I'm gonna go home. Uh, <laughs> I think my mom's Winter calling time. me. Yeah, I'm gonna take. We I remember we, we literally were we we were fighting to see who was gonna get to take the magazine home. <laughs> and it was a penthouse where there was there they, they were like fucking in clown makeup or something like that. And I just yeah I was like it was it was fucking nuts. But yeah, we found it in the woods. Yeah, that was the yeah these kids these days don't realize how easy it is. <laughs> Man, they you really know, don't finds a, yeah. a porno stash in the woods back in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> All right, boys, so let's get some final
0: scores on Jared fucking Fogle.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I fucking hate him. I've always hated him, even before I knew about the pedophilia stuff. Uh, I'm going to stick with my nine, because uh, the guy's uh, sick. Uh, he didn't kill anybody. He killed people's souls, some kids' souls, so... uh Killed a lot of Subway sandwiches. He definitely did, man. He definitely. Probably fucked a couple Subway sandwiches. He definitely fucked a the sandwich. There's he would get no it
0: toasted and just go to town. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So it was warm. I was, turned
2: his dick up. <laughs>
1: no, it was warm. Oh, oh
2: man. Marinara oh. sauce. With the
1: meatball. I yeah. just want a warm sandwich with mayo in it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Damn. Yeah. get a
2: toasted mayo sub. He said, check I got your Subway money. I'm going to
1: fuck this sandwich. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I hate the guy. I'm sticking with the nine. Yeah, I think that's good. I kind of lowballed him a little bit at the beginning. I thought I was giving him, like, a high score at 7.75. Mm-hmm. But, damn, after everything that we've talked about tonight, mm-hmm. man, I've got to jump him up as well. I, I didn't realize how many kids he had gotten and how just... Uh, that we know of. Yeah, that's all that we know of. But, I mean, like, even the text that he was sending where it was like, I will pay big money to go even mm-hmm. even younger. You know, yeah. like, that, dude, that... But wait, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? So, uh, so what
2: we're saying is that Subway uh, sponsored pedophilia. They absolutely did. <laughs> and,
1: they did for, like a, for almost a, and decade. And for a decade. They, they yeah. definitely did. Mm-hmm. Man.
2: Every sandwich you bit into and paid for was going to sex with a child.
1: Oh, so you much too can
2: support a file. <laughs> <pedophile. Do you laughs> we're never going to get sponsored, my, ever. Do you remember the time
0: I yelled at the subway lady for not taking my, my frequent subcard?
1: <laughs> I remember hearing I, about dude, this. Dude,
2: I was so embarrassed. Look, man.
1: Ever.
0: They had a fucking punch card. And I'd go to my local... So it was right by my office. I would go Daily and get my little it was the daily special too i cheat i'm i'm cheap
2: yeah Yeah, and you were but also you were trying to play that game where you wanted the foot long for the deal but you wanted two different sandwiches that were each six six inches you're like
0: what's wrong with that
2: it's not the the, it's not a foot long sandwich it's two sandwiches that are six it's not mix and
1: match yeah
0: look god damn it i had a full punch <laughs> card full of punches i had
1: just made they wouldn't sandwich.
0: honor any of it they weren't taking any of my cards so i let the fucking lady know
2: mm. yeah you whipped out that subway card like it was a badge you I, know? Did, was like, I did i did and i had already ordered my sandwich and you just stormed out of there and you were my ride and i literally told i was like that's that's my ride so i gotta go <laughs> i went back and paid for that sandwich afterwards dude You were fucking heated and you were like, go to Quiznos.
0: Yeah, fuck that shit. (laughs) I bought my six subs or whatever it took to get the free sub and they wouldn't honor my coupon. Sorry, go ahead, buddy. I I cut you off there.
1: Yeah, so with all of that, uh, with everything that I've heard, all the text messages, everything just, yeah, no, I'm going to jump up with Mikey. I think that the 9.0 is a good score Mm -hmm. for this guy because God damn. Yeah,
0: and to piggyback a little bit off what you said, I didn't realize the extent that he had gone to with Mm -hmm. all these fucking kids a having sex with the two 17 year olds Mm -hmm. one you know better Mm -hmm. two they're 17
1: yeah and then trying to hunt down a 14 year old yeah this isn't like the 18 year old that's in high school that has like the junior girlfriend or something Uh, like this this is like and
0: what the fuck are you fucking doing telling people openly like get me a young chick like adults Put well, a fucking webcam in your fucking exactly, child's room. Yeah, that's what that's really sucks, wrong that's with man. you, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Bumping this asshole to a goddamn nine.
1: There you go. All right. Well, then that's easy. Uh, that's easy
0: math for us there.
1: With a 9.0 from Randy, a 9.0 from Mikey, and a 9.0 for Buddy, Jared Fogle's final asshole score is a 9.0. Nine point
2: asshole. That's right. Nine point.
1: <laughs> let me see you. Oh, Yeah.
2: Seriously.
0: Don't touch kids, you motherfuckers. God man. damn. Alright, we hope you guys enjoyed this show. If you're a fan, give us a shout out on social media and like us at AHC Podcast on all your social media platforms. We love the reviews. Thank you as always for all your support. Hey guys, it's a crazy time. Stay safe, love one another, and we will see you next time on Asshole Court. Brought to you by Subway, <laughs>
2: the Fresh Maker. Wait, that's Mentos. <laughs> and hopefully legal zoom.
0: Yeah. <laughs>